0: Hello again, my name is Andrew Wetzel. I'm a full-time agent with Long & Foster. I'm also a realtor, an associate broker, an ethics instructor, and a mediator. I have been moving sellers and buyers since 1996. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. During my 21 plus years working with sellers and buyers, regardless of the economy, the type of market, or the current technology, many of my clients have asked me similar questions. While my answers may have changed over time, the basic process of buying and selling real estate has remained the same. It is a people business revolving around sales, with all the dynamics you might expect when two or more people are trying to negotiate an outcome acceptable to everyone involved. Today I'd like to talk about contingencies. An offer to buy real estate consists of three sections. The price, the terms, and the contingencies. Contingencies are conditions or requirements which one person places on another as part of their offer to do something. In other words, I will do this if you will do that. Contingencies provide options if something like an inspection raises concerns. The potential list of contingencies is endless. The expectations may or may not be realistic, and the right to terminate the offer may not be negotiable. Both parties have specific responsibilities once an offer is signed. When a buyer and a seller enter into an agreement for the seller transfer of real estate, the buyer agrees to pay the seller or owner and complete the sale if certain conditions are met. The seller in turn agrees to the same process if certain conditions are met that they find acceptable. All this is subject to negotiation. Selling real estate differs from retail where you enter a store and quickly pay for and receive something you want. The online transaction delays taking possession but still has minimal steps. Acquiring real estate can be a lengthy process, typically providing several opportunities for either or both parties to reevaluate their interest level. Here are some examples. A seller establishes a specific asking price along with any terms and conditions they want or need. This might include the type of financing they will accept or when they can make settlement. A buyer's offer starts the negotiating process to see if they can reach a mutually acceptable agreement. In theory, an agreement can only be reached when a buyer wants the house more than what they are paying and a seller wants what they are receiving more than they want to own the house. In addition to the price, a seller will most likely want a buyer to provide some evidence that they are financially qualified to buy the house and to conclude the sale on an acceptable date. One of the major contingencies or conditions controlled by a buyer is the inspection contingency or the due diligence period. While a seller may be required to complete a property disclosure statement advising potential buyers of known material defects in their property, most buyers will want to inspect one or more aspects of the property to reduce or eliminate potentially costly surprises. When a buyer makes a formal offer to a seller, in addition to reviewing the disclosure forms and walking through the property, they are basing their offer on a number of factors, such as what they're willing and able to spend, what the market suggests as a possible selling price, how they view the property as far as features and conditions, and anything else they want to use to begin the process. Once an offer is fully negotiated and signed, the buyer will order whatever inspections were included within that offer. The bottom line is that one of three things will happen after any inspections are completed. The buyer may be more satisfied with their decision, they may have learned some things that concern them which were not factored into the offer or they may actually terminate the sale. When a buyer wants to move forward but is concerned about what they learned from one or more inspections, there's another negotiation to see if the parties can agree to a solution that satisfies both of them. If they cannot agree to a mutually beneficial solution, the sale may fall through. How will the seller handle what they now know about their house? Is it fact or is it opinion? How will other prospective buyers view a house that's come back on the market? How long will it take another offer to come in and will it be better? If the sale continues moving forward and the buyer is using lender or mortgage financing, the loan still has to be approved. The approval process is typically dependent on the buyer's financial qualifications, their ability to insure the property, the seller's ability to provide a clear title, meaning that they're able to transfer ownership, and a property appraisal based on the features and condition of the property as compared to recent local sales of similar properties. A number of factors could result in a loan being turned down. Finalizing the loan tends to take place late in the process, which means that when loans are declined, both parties have invested a lot of time and effort and sellers may have lost valuable marketing time. Cash sales can be easier, although the price may be lower. Most failed sales had inspection or financing issues. While contingencies can protect both parties, a sale is literally never over until it's over. Hire wisely. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this podcast.